A mobile bookstore sounds like a dream job to me, so we'll find out if it is today on the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. Welcome back to the Bookshelf Odyssey. My name is Art, and I'm your host. Uh, Joining me today is a very special guest. Uh, Her name is CJ, and uh, she owns what I think might just be a dream job for me, uh, a mobile bookstore that uh, she calls uh, Sunny's Book Truck. Uh, So CJ, welcome to the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me, Art. Your bookstore caught my attention. It's very unique, and it sounds like it kind of combines both of my loves of book and travel, because I assume you can drive around a little bit. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, We were kind of thinking of a business model that would let us kind of dip our toes into the water of what it would be like to operate a bookstore without all of the upfront capital of needing to have a brick and mortar and all of the financial backing that that requires. So I was kind of poking around online thinking about, you know, having a table at the local farmers markets and pop-up events. And then I actually saw this image of a scooter in Italy, kind of like a converted Vespa. Mm -hmm. And it really sparked something in me like, oh, I could like build it on the back of some sort of vehicle. Um, So I was doing some further research, trying to like look into what owning this little Vespa Italian scooter would look like. And then I saw an image of Japanese key trucks, which is what we ended up purchasing. And it all kind of fell into place. And then Sonny's, Sonny's was born. I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's let's renovate this little truck. And maybe this can be our way of um, getting into the bookselling world. It actually reminded me of uh, now adults of a certain age will remember those warm summer days, you know, when you're outside as a kid and you hear that that song playing and you know what means the ice cream truck is coming. So <laughs> then it's like, Oh, this is book stuff. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So now you'll have adults come running out. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I need to have a jingle made for sure. There you are. <laughs> now, uh, so since uh, we're all uh, big readers here and I, I'm a huge fan of, of bookstores and reading obviously. And um, usually I interview authors, uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited to get the other side of things now uh, with you. Um, before we get to all of that, though, um, I like to uh, help uh, build my TBR list. So uh, do you have any uh, favorite book, one of your favorite books or anything you've been reading recently that you'd recommend? Um, a recent read that I loved was Death by Landscape by Elvia Wilk. It was actually a collection of essays about nature writing, genre fiction, the distinction of climate fiction, and kind of what it means to be an artist in this particular time that we're all living through right now, where we're witnessing the climate crisis happen in real time. I found it to be really striking and smart and full of a lot of juicy ideas that you could have a pretty robust conversation with with anyone else who's read it. So that's top of mind on my my recommendations list lately. I just read a uh, one called uh, Leave Only Footprints, I think it was, and I forget the author's name now, but uh, he took a year and traveled around oh. to all the um, national parks in the United States and wrote a book about it. And a lot of it, had, he, he did write at length about some of the things of climate change and our impact in, on the um, nature and 
the climate around us and the importance of parks, you know, to try to help preserve that and help us to see, you know, here's what we could be losing. And then, then ironically, even there's some parks that are facing, uh, I don't know if destruction is the right word, but uh, just wear and tear of so many visitors coming in that the, the park they're trying to preserve is risk, risking, we're risking uh, losing it. So, uh, but very thought provoking. Um, and I, I love uh, just, I love reading about nature. That's one of my favorite kinds of books. So, uh, but yeah, that sounds, that sounds really, really good. Yeah, definitely check it out if you if you like nature writing. It was really interesting. Tell us the story of of Sunny's book truck. Uh, you know what 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 brought you to want to do this? Where were you before that? How did you how did you get involved in this? Yeah, I kind of uh, gave a little preamble to that to that seedling of seeing that that mobile book truck idea and how that started. But I've always loved books. I've been a big reader my entire life. Um, during the pandemic, I actually started a YouTube channel where I review books and um, have made a lot of great bookish friends online that way. So I was getting more involved in this kind of online book community, which I found really gratifying and fun. And I'm always kind of dreaming about, you know, what a reality would be like, not in a conventional nine to five job. So um wanted to put on my little entrepreneur hat a little bit and the business model of Sunny's came to me and I also thought it would just be a really fun way to connect with readers in real life because as gratifying as this online cultivation of community has been for me it's also really fun to talk about books in person so um the the online sunny sunny model came to me um and I have a background in like marketing and advertising. That's my my nine to five. I work at a design agency. So I have all of this access to great designers and kind of have been trained to to kind of think about how to market myself and, and businesses uh, as a job. So that also has been hugely beneficial of, you know, just partnering with designers to make our merch and and thinking about it as kind of like this holistic experience of of the different touch points that Sunny's operates on yeah um well I, I perked up when you said you were a big reader as a kid so now I, I gotta ask what what were your favorite books as a kid what did you read a lot um pretty generic answers for for my generation I was sure. born in 93 so you know a middle of the road millennial but big Harry Potter kid growing up just fanatic about that. I loved Lemony Snicket. I loved um, all of those really weird kind of fake biographies of historical girls. I don't know if that touched on you. That might be like a gender divide thing, but <laughs> yeah. um, like diaries of a colonial girl, diaries of, there, there was such a weird trend in the 90s of children's literature that was kind of historical fiction. Um, I was obsessed with those really anything I could get my hands on. I was, I'm an only child. So it was definitely like a way for my, my parents to keep me entertained was here's a book, go sit in your corner. And I, I did that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was uh, a kid in the eighties. So I had a steady diet of Hardy boys and mm -hmm. what was it, uh, like three investigators, I think was another mystery series I liked. Uh, and then of course I love mysteries now. 
then my my boys especially liked the um uh, the magic treehouse books um mm. so they kind of take i don't know if you're familiar with them but they there's this magic treehouse that helps them they travel in time and they explore different time periods and so it not only got them a, a big interest in history but they they just devoured this book series and um just read them until the pages were falling apart <laughs> love that yeah it's, it, it was it was like watching you know when they say you just got to find your book that really captures your your imagination yeah they they just it was like a spark to to gasoline <laughs> it was love that yep yep so they're uh they're both big readers now and uh my daughter's in eighth grade and so she's still trying to find that that niche that she likes but she's she's mm -hmm. i think she's found some oh there was the, this one um is it called uh fish fish in a tree or something now i gotta ask her um hmm. oh, i can't remember what it was called now she's gonna kick me because she's talking about it all the time <laughs> <laughs> shows you how well i listen but yeah anyway it, it's it, it's that twist on that saying that if you judge a fish how they oh is like judging a fish how they climb a tree or ride a bicycle then you know mm. it's, it's an unfair judgment but so the book was all about acceptance and you know, embracing who you are, that kind of thing. But uh, anyway, nice. it's great when you find that, that love. So, so now you get to be a part of that community of helping bring books to readers. And that's got to be gratifying to you as, as a bookworm. Yeah, it's been super fun. I, at the pop-ups that we've done, we've only done one because we kind of launched Sunny's right in the midst of move, moving across the country. So um, we're going to start doing more pop-ups in Arizona now that we're settled here as the weather gets cooler. But at the pop-up we did do in Oregon, it was so satisfying for people to give me like a little prompt. and like, I'm looking for a book that, you know, is about grief. I'm looking for a book that's going to make me laugh. It was so fun to look at our, our shelves and just kind of pick the book that was top of mind and kind of curate to their taste. Mm -hmm. I found that to be incredibly fun just like the hand selling aspect of it all and being able to partner with readers and introduce them to a book that they might not have known before how do you get your inventory for your for your book because you got to have a pretty limited space yeah i think the truck can probably hold like 250 books i would probably guess which is a lot mm -hmm. um but not not a bookstore size by any means right. so um I have accepted donations, pilfered my own collection to get the the bones of of the truck going, and then also I have incredible luck at thrift stores. Honestly, um, I frequent them probably twice a week. They're constantly getting new stock, and being able to just pick and choose from from that selection has generated a lot of the inventory too. But mm kind of all over the place. Um, it's always nice when a friend is cleaning out their bookshelves and they'll donate it to Sunny's. That's been cool too. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to even worry about like dealing with, with um, book companies and different things. It's more of just helping to uh, get, get books into people's uh, of all, all kinds into their hands. Yeah. Yeah. We've been stocking only used inventory so far on Sunnies um, and pricing them really excessively, you know, to try to make sure everyone has access and can be able to buy these books. I do sell 
new books when we do the Sunny's Book Club, which is a monthly subscription that um, is physically sent to people who subscribe, that that audience gets new titles. But so far, the truck has all been used inventory, and that's been working well. This When I was uh, a teenager, I, I lived in Washington State uh, for six or seven years, I think. And, uh, the, you know, I, so I went to the library a lot. We, we couldn't afford to go to the, you know, buy new books. So, uh, you know, the library was a lifesaver. And then uh, there were would be a couple of used bookstores that would pop up here and there. And uh, that was always fun. But there was uh, a bookstore that opened right near where I lived. And it was a used bookstore. And they had a deal that if you could, you know, either... I don't know what it was like 50 cents for a paperback or something. And, uh, or you could, you could trade, you know, bring in paperbacks and, and trade. So I got, I had this thing going where I would go to the thrift store when they would have, you know, a fill a bag of books for a dollar. So I'd fill it for a dollar and then take it to the bookstore and trade for other books that I actually wanted. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Smart. You're hustling. I'm hustling. That's right. And I, so I had all these books in my room that, uh, that I would read and, and love and, and, uh, you know, most, I mean, not free, but about as free as you can get without. <laughs> I love that. That's smart. Yeah. And I, I love that they had this, this thing where you could trade books, but I, I always wondered how they stayed in business. <laughs> if, if, you know, maybe I, I helped them uh, go under, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guilt I carry today, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, no, and uh, if I got birthday money, boy, I'd run over there too and spend it. And yeah, we we kept plenty of places in business. So totally, uh, yeah, yeah. So do, how does does this differ? I guess in some ways it might differ from like having a bricks and mortar kind of bookstore. I don't know if you have ever worked in a place like that, or is this all new territory for you? All totally new territory. I've never worked in a traditional retail environment either. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned getting my point of sale system up, how to get a resale wholesale wholesale license. All of that business back end is totally new to me. And I'm kind of, you know, doing a lot of Googling and making it up as I go. I'm sure I'm making a lot of mistakes, but just kind of figuring it out as I go, really. Yeah. But it, it, uh, it sounds like you you get a chance to have more personal customer interaction though, uh, which I, I think would be really appealing. Um, it, it, are there any kind of, uh, funny or heartwarming, um, stories you can share about just customer interaction? Um, like I said, our, our physical interactions with people have been pretty limited since right. we've only been able to do one pop-up so far. But I think we also offer something called a surprise book box where I have customers fill out a form online and kind of answer some, some questions and give me some prompts. And then they get three surprise books um, from the Sunny's inventory. So that's been super fun. People give me like the weirdest, most specific prompts sometimes like, I want a book that feels like I go to an arcade and it's the eighties and I'm drinking a Slurpee. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> you have to kind of like, kind of get your head around these really niche um, prompts that are given by customers and try to uh, think about like what 
kind of fits that and imbues that mood and that vibe. So those have been kind of the most off kilter, like funny, goofy things that have happened so far, as far as book recommending and book selling goes, are all of these hyper specific prompts that are given in the surprise book boxes. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah, my my wife works as a part time librarian, and and she'll get sometimes Ooh. the, uh, you know, the classic. Well, the cover was blue, uh, and <laughs> it might have been a mystery, you know. <laughs> and like, okay, well, totally. Be more specific, please. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, what do you envision would be will be some of the challenges uh, of of doing this? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'm moving from Portland, Oregon, which is a big literary town. I kind mm-hmm. of had a built in support system of a kind of consumer who I knew existed there. And we recently relocated to Yuma, Arizona, which is my hometown, but it's also a very small kind of farming town in the on the border of Arizona it's about a hundred thousand people so much smaller in demographic um and I'm just kind of trying to configure how much of an appetite there is for something like this um the town itself definitely supports small businesses and really champions people who are from here which is nice I know I'll have communal backing but I'm unsure how much of a reader town this is yet so I'm kind of traversing that, seeing how that's going to come to fruition. But, um, you know, that alongside with the pop-up season being shorter, Yuma has, of course, incredibly hot summers. So we moved here in June and basically weren't be, weren't able to go outside until right about now, mid-September. So sure. our, our pop-up season will be shorter as well. So just kind of figuring out this new audience and kind of tailoring our our offerings to better suit them is is my next challenge. Yeah, I had a friend who lived in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and he always would laugh when people would say, you know, oh, it's 120, but it's a dry heat, you know, and he's like, no, no, it's 120. It's, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's humid or not. <laughs> yeah, you can't go outside when it's that hot. It's just right. plain and simple. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe ice cream with books would <laughs> have to go that route. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, we'll we'll have to buy that ice cream truck like you were talking about in the beginning. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, if uh, somebody is wanting to do something similar or or just follow a passion dream job, um, what, what what advice would you have for them? I would say you don't have to go full tilt at the beginning, right? Like, I think a lot of people have dreams of owning a bookstore. That sounds like such a cozy thing. But of course, the capital that that takes to happen isn't accessible to most people. So think about how you can bite size the challenge and take off as much as you can chew at the beginning. You know, for that could be a table at your lo- local farmer's market with books that you're reselling and trying to cultivate it from like this really small kernel. Um, it doesn't have to be your fully realized vision at the very beginning of you trying out something new. Yeah. So just kind of start at the beginning and, and take a step at a time. Sounds like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you had mentioned um, there's a book club. Uh, now how do we, how, how would we sign up for that? And what, what is, what does that look like? Yeah. So you can sign up on sunnysbooktruck.com. 
uh, we pick one title every month and the title gets shipped to you at the end of the month and it's a physical book you receive along with some surprise goodie that I pick out. Um, in the past, it's been some custom socks. Um, you know, it's, it's usually some piece of like Sunny's merch, which is fun. You get like a little piece of something that's like book club exclusive and you get the title itself, the piece of merch. And then at the end of the month, we usually try to have a Zoom discussion where we all meet in digital space and discuss the book. It's pretty conversational. I just kind of try to lead lead it with some big talk topics, but it's been really fun to get to know other readers that way. And um, everyone who's joined has been so thoughtful and smart and it's been a really fun part of Sunny so far is curating this, this one title a month, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you, I mean, you get to build a community of, of, of people and get to know them and, and you get to celebrate your favorite books. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's the best. Uh, now I, I, I saw you also, you have a YouTube channel. Is that still active? And what do you do on, on there? Yeah, it is active. It's kind of taken a backseat as we've moved and I'm trying to get settled in my new life, but um, definitely more personality driven. Sunny's is a business, so it's I'm not the face of it, but I do reading wrap ups and like kind of chatty sit down videos where I'm talking through what's on my TBR, what I just read. Um, also do some light vlogging, just kind of a a more bookish lifestyle channel really um it's definitely just for fun and i'm not really prioritizing it as much as i'm focusing on more sunny's things but i'm still having fun with it so you'll see me post there occasionally as well cool yeah yeah i started doing that about a year ago off and on and but oh it's so fun and i've gotten to meet a lot of great people online it's 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 to the point now where all of my friends are online and I've never met them face to face. <laughs> totally. I have a group of like four really close friends who I talk to every single day. We're in a group chat together, but all of us are spread out. You know what I mean? It's really interesting how we find ways to make community offline nowadays. Yeah, yeah. That's it's it's weird, I guess. I, I don't know. I you know, I can remember life without computers, you know, mm. it wasn't that long ago for me. It doesn't feel like it anyway. And, and so every once in a while I'll say something and my, my kids will be like, Oh dad, you're, you're showing your age again. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you didn't have computers. Keeping you humble. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, then uh, you had also mentioned you can buy online. Uh, you had mentioned that to me uh, or you have a bookshop.org uh, affiliate. Um, where can yeah. you find that information? Yeah, if you can't make it to a pop-up in person, which is understandable, not a lot of people live in Yuma, Arizona. <laughs> um, we also sell new books. It's any book you can imagine, really, through bookshop.org. Um, if you purchase through our storefront, we will get some of the proceeds, which is always another great way to support us from afar. Mm -hmm. um, you can find that linked on our website as well. Yeah, I, I came across bookshop.org um, not even that long ago and because and there's a couple of bookstores I like to go to when we're out of town, you know, visiting some different towns. But um, I think, well, how, you know, I want to support this place because I love it and they're so great. But and then I re found that and so now I can make purchases through there and it helps 
support them. So yeah, it's it's really a, a great tool. And this isn't a paid commercial here. It's just I, I really appreciate what they're doing. So I like that. I totally agree. They're yeah. they're a B Corp. They totally support independent bookstores and it's a great way to kind of vote with your money, if you will, and try to get your purchase purchasing power in the hands of companies that you actually support rather than these kind of big corporations, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it seems like, see, I'm going to sound like an old man now, but <laughs> we got all these big corporations running things and uh, it's it's harder and harder, it seems like, for uh, someone to, you know, to do their own startup or their own uh, private business or independent business. So, uh, mm-hmm. folks like you are, are just finding creative ways to do that. And, uh, I, I, re- so I just really wanted to take a, a little bit of time today just to, to talk to you about it. And, um, want to encourage you to, to, to go keep, keep going. And, uh, you know, if you have a, a, a dream or a passion to just jump in and do it, it's, it's, it's worthwhile. Yeah. CJ, thank you so much for, uh, just for uh, being here today. What's your, um, uh, website so that folks can find you. Yeah, you can find us on sunnysbooktruck.com, all of our other socials and link to the book club, bookshop.org, our Instagram. It's all kind of housed under there. Okay, great. Well, I'll make sure to put all those links in the show notes and all that. And I want to thank you again. Uh, hopefully, I'll we'll, we'll see you popping up here or there. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right. Well, you take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much.